Now joining me on the phone, County Commissioner Patty Adair is with us this morning. Good morning, Patty. Good morning, Frank. Very nice to have you here today. Really appreciate it. One of the things that came up at your meeting yesterday was staffing at the Deschutes County Jail for nurses. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I want to um, first acknowledge that Captain Schultz is a member of our Behavioral Advisory Board, and he had spoken to our group on Friday about what they're doing in the jail, the good work they're doing. They really um, try and help people almost initially when they come into the jail on many different levels. You know, if they're dealing with drug addiction, if they're diabetic, if they have heart issues, uh, they are um, incredibly compassionate, but they need these positions filled. And so the fact that they're short for RNs and two LPNs at this time is the reason why they're asking for this um, outside contract. And the uh, contract is... Um just in place temporarily until they can actually fill these positions? Right. Well, we're definitely, um, until they're fully staffed, it's gonna, they're, they're needed. And to keep the system running smoothly, it's just um, it's so challenging at this moment in time to get um, even LPNs, but RNs too. The good news is Ideal Options is part of the system that's working in the jail in order to, let's say, help people that are addicted actually get off their addiction. And um, I was happy to be able to tour Ideal Options two weeks ago in Bend. They also have a program in Redmond. And this is something that people who had all thought about becoming unaddicted, there are injections that you can get, um, and they can immediately help you get on the road to recovery. And if more people can make that choice, I think that would be really crucial in today's world. Every time you have a drug overdose, you destroy brain cells, and it just it further complicates, you know, your health. So it's, it's not easy, but more people need to get off of, um, especially our fentanyl, which is proving to be so overwhelming in um, the world of Oregon at this moment. The uh, One of the other things that came up at the uh, meeting yesterday, we've been talking about all morning long, is the parole housing, basically for um, homeless men on parole or probation. And that looks like something that's uh, going to come on through with state money. Is that right? Yes, that was actually MAC money that was awarded to the program. You know, the governor's executive order, I believe probably maybe last March, that money was... Um, out there, it was awarded, and it was awarded to our parole and probation department. And housing for sex offenders is incredibly complicated, as you might imagine. So they were fortunate to receive the award for a little over a million dollars. And of that award, now that they've signed a contract with um, the firm out of um, Oregon City that's been around for quite a while and has an excellent 1% recidivism rate, they're they're going ahead and they're going to um, have to find that house that meets the parameters, that's not close to schools, um, and yet can house, on a year basis, up to 24. I believe they're looking at a smaller number, like for maybe six, somewhere in that neighborhood, of housing that they need um, 
sooner rather than later. Now, free on the outside is a 501c3 that will be running the program, the traditional um, housing program. Is there a time limit on when this needs to get established before the uh, money is no longer available? That's what I brought up yesterday. Uh, The governor's deadline does say January 9th of 2024. It's supposed to be into place at that time. So they've got an incredibly short timeline. Trevor, um, Trevor Stevens and D.V. Holcomb are incredibly aware of that. And they're out there, and I'm sure they've been looking already. I know um, it's not going to be easy because there's a lot of restrictions. Where can you buy that house? And uh, the good news is they do have the funding, so they should be able to get it in time. As we're uh, still on the subject of uh, houselessness, uh, you mentioned safe parking, and uh, there's still a need for that. Is that right? Oh, thank you, Frank. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to make this plea to our community. Currently in Bend, we only have four churches part of that program. People can contact me. Um, Stacy Witte is someone else who works with that program. We need more locations in Bend. Someone at China Hat with a family who is working was begging for somewhere safer to be. And I, when I saw that I just thought, oh my gosh, if there are any churches that want to be added, or maybe you've got a big parking lot, it is an incredibly well-established and highly successful program. You know, only having 16 spaces in Bend is just just under adequate for the need for the people that really do want to bring themselves out of that situation and get to a safer spot. Our Redmond program is run by Rick Russell. He's doing an outstanding job. And we actually have county property in Redmond with some safe parking spots at him. And it's working quite well. In fact, they're expecting quite a few people to graduate as soon as the housing becomes available. So um, kudos to Rick Russell. And let's hope that we can find uh, a greater bottom people's hearts in Bend to um, add more safe parking. So if somebody wants to uh, talk about safe parking, if they were to open up their lot, is there supervision that's part of this deal? Yes, there is. Um, We have social teams that will be working with them. Uh, You know, we provide, or the programs normally provide, uh, you know, trash, water, you know, all these important things. Um, some, some of them provide generators. So really trying to be 100% proactive in making someone just a little bit safer. And normally those communities look after each other too. So there's um, there's a lot of really good in the program, and it is, it is very successful. So between uh, now and the next time we talk, uh, this county commission is going to do something uh, – Nice to recognize Dick Tobiasen, a name that we mention often here at KBND. Oh, thank you, Frank. Yes, Dick Tobiasen. What individual has not done more to recognize the service of our thousands and thousands of veterans in Deschutes County and in our world? Um, We at the county will be honoring Dick right at our 9 a.m. meeting time start on November 8th. And um, just wanted Dick to come. Dick happens to be 89. He's just a young 89, and 
you know, he's the man that gets the flags up um, all those different days in the year, you know, Veterans Day, uh, Memorial Day. Um, he runs the um, so many ceremonies, always honoring veterans. And I just felt like it was just time that we uh, recognized all of his wonderful, wonderful efforts. You know, the Veterans Village is just an outstanding program. We contributed more funding to add seven more cabins to that program, and those are all being constructed. Uh, they're on the walls are on site. They're roofing them. It's it's an outstanding program. Sixteen veterans have transitioned to, um, I could say, housing uh, from that program, and I just want to thank Dick for all of his work and his son Eric Tobiasen, who is the um, the leader of that group the Veterans Village program. All right. Patty Adair, Commissioner for Deschutes County. Thank you so much, Patty. Really appreciate uh, you being here with us this morning and feel better. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Frank. I know. It's day five. Thank you. I'll talk (laughs) to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.